Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now, as he does each and every Monday, is Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. And we hope you're watching us on the video feeds because Jason is quite festive with the Santa cap. Thank you for getting us in the holiday spirit, single-handedly, mind you. Uh, no one else has a Santa cap, but I suppose uh, I will bring mine soon enough. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we had this conversation earlier in the show. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, the Eagles are 10-1 and one right now, but would you consider them more dangerous or more vulnerable, assuming they go on and get the one seed in the NFC playoffs? Dangerous. They win games. I mean, just think about how many football games they've lost in two plus years, right? Really, since the middle of the 01 season, right? I bet if you look, go back to November, Thanksgiving, 01, how many football games have they lost? I mean, and the ones that they did kind of stick out. And one of them because they were three points short of what still may prove to be a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid dynasty in a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're, I mean, they, they're an exceptional football operation. They win in different ways. They don't need a particular script, right? It's not like there's an Eagles template. And man, if it all falls into place, they can win more times than not. They win when they're up big and they make it a little close and then put you away late. They win coming back. They win in, you know, back and forth games like the Dallas game, like even more yesterday. Um, I mean, they they make plays when it matters most. They do it under duress. Well, what's it going to look like without Lane Johnson? I mean, they still beat a pretty good Bills team, you know? did they shut the quarterback down? No. You know what I mean? Did 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 some guys go off? Did Diggs make big plays when it mattered? Could they have easily lost that football game a bunch of different ways? Sure. They they don't. They don't lose football games. They, they, they just don't. Um, they don't lose them con- consecutively. They, they don't lose them at all in the regular season when the quarterback's healthy, basically. Um and they've run a gauntlet. Nobody can try to say, like, they haven't played anybody or, oh, they're lucky that they play in the NFC and this or that. Like, and they got another huge one, obviously, looming this week. And they might not win that one because they're not going to win them all. But I, I'm i not one of those people who's going to sit here and tell you about all the different things the Eagles don't do because they're exceptionally good at the most important mm-hmm. thing, which is winning. Yep. No doubt. Uh, news broke 10 minutes ago. It wasn't even one and done out in Carolina for yeah. Frank Reich. Owner David Tepper, we heard the reports yesterday about how upset he was leaving the locker room. Uh, that proven to be true because he fired Frank Reich this morning. What's your reaction? Uh, I've been writing about it quite a bit. My column with the Washington Post. Like People started whispering this to me like five, week five, week six, when Stroud was starting to take off. And I'm like, Eh, I know this guy can be a bit of a toddler, uh, but man, like, nah, not yet. You know, not yet. And then some of those same people, and these are people who told me going into last year, Matt Rowling ain't making it to the middle of the season. And people like, 
David Tepper has no poker face. He wears his emotions everywhere. He vents to a lot of people and he didn't, they don't keep a whole lot of secrets. Uh, so yeah, this was coming when Frank Reich did the sort of, you know, okie doke, like he hit the gritty on who's calling plays from week to week. Like that was the end. Like, Oh, I'm giving it to my coordinator. No, no, I'm taking it back two weeks later. Oh damn. Stroud threw for five touchdowns today. And we threw for 50 yards. Woo. <clears throat> and so the, the, all those panic moves, like, yeah, everybody could feel Tepper breathing down their necks. So no, a- after another game in which the offense was inept against the Titans team that people had been pushing around. Um, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, the whole thing, I, I think very highly of Frank Reich, but I, uh, I, I, that mumbo jumbo about who's calling the plays and I'm taking it back. Like that doesn't feel like Frank Reich to me. Um, and so, you know, I think pressure was, was breaking and bursting a lot of pipes in that building. And now like, where do they go from here? I mean, the bears are getting their pick. Um, Bryce Young's not going to get taller in this off season. Like he's probably not going to get a whole lot more confident. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you're going to have him play on stilts. Like, so you're, you've got some limitations there. It's not a great roster. You know, the GM, Scott Fitterer, I got to think he's gone five seconds after the season ends if he lasts that long. And there'll be a new regime there. And and the goal is going to be let's, let's prop up Bryce Young and let's build around him. And I believed in Bryce Young. And I'm not going to write him off. They got, you know, the offensive line isn't great. You know, they don't have great skill position people. Um, It is a bad division. You know, he really liked Ben Johnson a year ago, the coordinator, offensive coordinator of the Lions. Does he, does he go that route? Um, I mean, you can make the case you should go hire Steve Wilkes, who he should have hired last year after the job he did for him. You know, he almost had him in the playoffs with no quarterback last year. Um, picking up the rubble for Matt Rule. I, I, I don't know. Um, but this is an owner who can't get anything right. Like he, he, mm-hmm. he's been around a while now. And it's funny. He came from the Roonies and he saw how it's done in Pittsburgh. But you know who else did? Jimmy Haslam. And neither of those guys will get anything yeah. right ever like I'm that's my stance until they prove me wrong they will never get enough right to truly turn their franchises around ever prove me wrong yeah gosh what a disaster over there I want to ask you about the Broncos because I have enjoyed making fun of Russell Wilson and this Denver team but now they've won five straight so I'm like okay could they make the playoffs you can still find them at plus money to make the playoffs what is your assessment of this turnaround? Sean Payton knows what he's doing, you know, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett is a joke. He's a fraud as a coordinator, let alone a head coach. And yeah, that happened in Denver last year. Um, they 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 know who they are. Uh, they're a very physical football team. They're much healthier now, especially on defense, than they were early in the year. Um you know, they, they took it personally the first four or five weeks where they looked like an abject failure. Um, Sean Payton weeded out some guys who weren't going to be a part of the future. And you could say maybe he was making examples of people. You can couch it however you want. It worked. They got better defensively. They got better as a football team. 
They became more cohesive. They congealed. Uh, they have flaws. They have warts. But they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to beat you in time of possession. They're going to make it have volume in the run game. They're going to activate the quarterback's legs. Sorry. I don't know how much of that you're picking up. Coppers. Just a little. Cop, copper, all right? Sounds. He can. Nah, he, yeah. it's just a bit. Hey, man. He's, he's just an old pup. Um, hang in I there, love buddy. Copper. Yeah, no, everybody loves copper. Um, Thank you, all daily mascot. It's like this. I think he's got this. Have you read about this dog respite, like this upper yes. respiratory thing that's going around? Yeah, that is hard. I'm pretty sure he's got it. He's had it for months. Yeah, I got to talk to the vet again. Wow. It's like we've had, we've had, like it's either pneumonia or we got to go back again this week. Anyway, um, yes, the Broncos can go to the playoffs. The Broncos have restored a home field advantage. Russell Wilson does not turn the ball over. He will not turn it over. He will extend legs with his drive. Extend drives with his legs. Um, he'll hit the layups. They've got the Cortland Sutton thing going on when they need a big play, and they've got multiplicity mm-hmm. and volume in the run game. And the defense is very opportunistic. They let you march all over in between the twenties, and then I think it's like what eight offensive touchdowns, nine offensive touchdowns allowed in the last six games. So that's that's mm-hmm. pretty. That you know, I'll buy that in a, in a watered down year um, of football. Uh, and they've got a coach who's won a Super Bowl, who's got them all believing that they're the team nobody wants to face from week to week. This will be a hell of a game with Houston. This week 13 slate, if you thought week 12 was bad, check out 13. Um, that game stands out, and that'll be interesting. And I can't really get a handle on the Texans, man. Like, I, I just can't. So I probably won't bet that game because as much as I'm killing it betting the Broncos, I, I, can't, I can't get it sorted with the Texans. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yes. The, the Broncos are alive and viable. It is the most wonderful time of year. And one thing that happens a good bit, as we just saw just a few minutes ago, was uh, coaches getting fired. Uh, so hopefully you guys had a Frank Reich next coach fired tickets and uh, they cashed there. Uh, but when it comes to potentially the next coach fired, I am now curious if Bill Belichick is going to survive the rest of the season, losing to Tommy DeVito 10 to 7 yesterday. Do you feel like that Bill Belichick, A, will survive the rest of this year? And even if he does, what's the interest level going to be for him, knowing full well that last season and this season have to be explained? Well, look, I I don't think Bill Belichick is going anywhere unless Bill Belichick went to Robert Kraft and said, uh, you know, bro, I've been here 20 years. Um, This is over. You know, it's over. I know it's over. Um, I've had my share of issues in my personal life. And you know what? I haven't spent the holiday around people like a normal human being and not somebody, you know, some coach who, who lives in a bunker 20 hours a day. And maybe, you know what, maybe maybe you want to get a look at what Gerard Mayo can do for a few weeks. And, and maybe I want to get up to, you know, wherever he's in Maine, Kennebunkport, wherever he's got. Or I guess he goes to the place in Florida this time of year. Whatever. But I I just, you know, I want to get away from football. Like, can I see that happening? I mean, it would be very counter-Belichick not to finish a job, right? Do your job. But, like, I don't think Robert Kraft's firing Bill Belichick now. And I think Robert Robert Kraft, um, people close to him have told me he's reached a point where he understands just the depths that they're in. So a loss is good. I mean, if a loss gets me – you know, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams or Drake May, let's go, bring it on. Like it, it is what it is. The season is is an abject failure. And so what 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 would a what would a 13, whatever, 14, 13 win over the Giants, like what would that matter? 
16, 13, like who cares? It's still a football disaster. Nobody wants to watch it. Our product's garbage. Our brand is is what it is right now. And we've got to do a holistic rebuild. Um, Belichick, it only takes one. I mean, at 72, yeah, even with his resume, it's not going to be for everybody. And we'll see how malleable he is in terms of what he really wants to do. Football czar, lord of all things football, just a head coach. You know, um, he's going to he's used to having final say over everything who cooks the meals, who drives the bus, you know, is that where his head face is? Is he just want to chase this record? I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that he knows right now, but he knows it's over there in new England and they know it's over. Um, and the more people tell you that Mike Vrabel, there's nothing to see there in Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's just you, yep. you want Mike Vrabel, boy. You better you better give us a second round pick and something else. Like I, I don't think he's long for Tennessee, and I do think Robert Kraft um, would like to bring Mike Mike Vrabel back to Foxborough. Yep, that that one uh, makes perfect sense. All right, Monday Night Football. This number's been dropping. Now it's uh, three Vikings, the home favorite against the Bears. BetMGM has a total at 44, but I see that number also dropping because unders keep hitting Monday night football this season. What are you doing with Bears and Vikings? I do lean to the under. Uh, I I think that this Minnesota team is not going to be in a big hurry. Tonight, I don't think they're going to play at great pace. And I think the Bears, you know, I, like the Bears at home against a lesser team, I, I think, you know, I could see them playing with a little bit of frenzy, a little bit of manic and trying to dictate. But on the road in a dome with a still young quarterback and with all their issues, I think Eberflus is fine. hanging in there, right? And you're the whatever, the, the, the 12 seed playing off five or whatever in the tournament. And the longer you hang in, right, the better the better your chances are. Um, I love rushing props. Uh some rushing props in this game. I think field shatters that 52 and a half and I've played him over 70 and 80 in all markets. I like what this Ty Chandler has given Minnesota the last few weeks. You know, they're not great running the ball traditionally. And the, the one thing you can't do on the bears is run the ball on them, but I like Chandler's scrimmage props. I think he'll show up a lot in two minute offense, four minute offense. I think there's a role for him. Um, they've set the Dobbs rushing props too high for me now. I, I'm not, so I'm not in on that one. I think Hawkinson, I, I, if you guys have found it, let me know. I can't find receptions yet. I haven't seen that populate. I'm not as in, into the 60 and a half yards as I am to him catching, you know, over five balls in this game. We'll, we'll see when that comes out. Um, I lean to Minnesota. I don't know about three. I, I think it's a tough divisional game. Minnesota money line. Um, and yeah, I, I could see it being 21-20. Jason Lock and Fora, thank you so much for stopping by. And please, please be careful hanging those Christmas lights. We want you to be safe. We're that was Odyssey go. NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our takes on Monday Night Football between the Bears and Vikings. That's right here on the BetQL Network.